0: Today, we are dishing about my trip to Disney, but first, let's do some catching up because it's been
1: a long time. Nicole, what's going on? Okay, just some housekeeping things. First, a thank you to our listeners. March of 2022 here was our highest download month, which is epic because we had great growth and trajectory pre-pandemic that's just this quick climb and... Uh, I don't know what other podcasts have experienced. I'm guessing probably something similar because so many less people are commuting now, but the pandemic really hurt our listenership. And so we've just clawed our way back up to where we were pre-pandemic and had our highest month. So cheers, Tina, good work. I love it. And thank you listeners and keep dropping all your reviews and all that. And then also one more just little housekeeping thing, a follow-up from our granola bar episode which we just did. Uh, but people are loving multiple messages about the almond butter biscuits from Nature Valley. I found those oh, yeah. at Costco, just as a reminder. They're the ones that Gina and I said, t- the the biscuit itself tastes like cinnamon. And then it has the almond butter in the middle. But I had three friends personally reach out to me and say that they absolutely loved them. And then somebody reached out today over Instagram and said they thought we would like the Kirkland brand nut bars with cocoa drizzle and sea salt. I wrote drizzle, but it's drizzle. I took a picture (laughs) of what she sent me over Instagram. And she said that they taste like a candy bar and the nutrition stats were good. She did say though, Gina, they have chicory root in them. So they said, she said specifically not for Gina, but um, <laughs> thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. It was sweet. I was like, Oh, she's, she's looking out for you and everyone around you in that moment. Um, so so it was very nice. I love that. So thanks for the Rex and trying those along with us. Um, otherwise when this episode comes out on April 3rd, I will be missing my first playoff hockey game. My team is in first place. Uh yet again, Gina, yet again. I mean, I just seem to be drafting these awesome teams, but I'm sad to miss it. Um so hopefully my subs show up and the score sheet is correct and we don't have to forfeit the game. Um I don't super care, but it's kind of fun to win and most importantly, the winners play the earlier games. So the losers get stuck with the 9.30 game. So if there's no other motivation, it's I don't want the 9.30 p.m. game on Sundays. So um, yes, and I'm missing the game because when this comes out, we'll be in Bora Bora. So if you follow me on Instagram, feel free to unfollow me uh, if you don't want (laughs) to (laughs) see... If you don't want to. I might have to do that. <laughs> I know. I, my friend sent me somebody's profile who's there right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it just looks heavenly. So very much looking forward to that. Um, And the days between now and our departure are going to be a hot mess, but it's all going to be worth it, I'm sure. So just have to pass our COVID tests and off we go. So, oh, oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. What about, what's new with you guys? I'm, I'm Wait, looking forward to the episode. I want to about I oh. hear about
0: Shay's reading explosion because I... I'm having I'm sure do you have right, you have in your notes here that Shay's yeah. Shay's having a reading explosion and I'm, I'm guessing that means that she's been reading a lot lately and she's getting really good at it correct
1: yes okay yes. do you have her read every night do you ask her to read every night Um. Yes. If recently, because she has every freaking gadget in her mouth. So on the top, I think I shared on a recent episode. She's got an expander on the top that we have to turn with a key every four days. She's got braces on the top as well as a retainer on the bottom that also gets expanded every four days. So the girl has a complete metal factory in her mouth. (laughs) And the only word of advice that I mean, she was drooling. I mean, for the first like couple of weeks, I was like, child. It was like I need. One of those bandana like catch-alls on her, like when she was an infant. A I mean it was, and she didn't didn't like seem to bother her at all. I was like, dude, okay, this yeah, I mean, people are gonna make fun of you. Like, you gotta like, you know, dab at your dribble here, girlfriend. Uh, but so reading out loud, they said, is the best thing to do for new orthodontics in your mouth. Um oh, okay. but yes, so it used to be that we would read to the kids, but Shay takes over and Piper, like all things that Shay does, she's happy to be like just in the wings, but by, like bystanding and observing. So mm-hmm. Shay reads to all of us every night. We pile in one of the girls' beds, and that's what we do. That's awesome. Yeah. And now is she reading what kind of books? Not chapter books. She is reading chapter books. She oh, read um, so it's called My Father's Dragon. It was recommended mm-hmm. by a couple different people. I think Santa actually brought it two years in a row. She's like, I have two copies of this. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, oops. Um, we'll be donating one of those. But the words in there, it to me, it's not a beginner book. I would be interested to hear what other listeners or I forget her name, but we had that um, awesome woman on the show who talked about um, kids books. I would yes, not say Tally. it's a beginning reader level okay. though. Uh, but she uh-huh. struggles through the words that you know, that she doesn't know. But like last night, Mark pointed at the word cafeteria, and she he was like, "What does this say?" Shay? And she goes, "Cafeteria." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> That's okay, awesome. like I don't think that's a very easy word. Yeah, no, but, it's not. So you're seeing similar things with Paige. And for reference no, well, for our she listeners. she reading. Seven-year-olds, so, we have seven-year-olds. Correct.
0: I think I'm pushing Paige too much and I'm making her hate it. So I just need to, I just need to sit back a little bit and, and let her kind of explore it and navigate it on her own and maybe learn how to like it intrinsically instead of me pushing her to do it.
1: Do you, you guys know, just,
0: have I'm, Chromebooks with school? We have they have their own iPad and they have different apps that they have like Epic and there's another one Raz Kids perhaps where they read but I don't know how much reading out loud they're actually doing in school and I'm it's it's a little bit frustrating cuz she reads out loud to me and I think to myself is she doing this at all at school it's very monotone and her teacher's like no she's one of the best readers in the class oh, and I'm thinking great. oh my god
1: but really I I don't know no, that's I great. I think the inflection and all of that comes later, Gina, for sure. Sure.
0: Yeah. No, I, I know. I need to. I just need to relax.
1: You're right. So are, anyway. you're pleased with her progress. I mean, her teacher is, it sounds like.
0: Her teacher is. I listen to her reading and I'm and I think to myself, whoa, I feel like she hasn't really improved since kindergarten. That's how I feel. But her her teacher doesn't seem to feel like that. So I guess I should trust her. You know, she's got the degree
1: in early childhood education, not me. Well, we have an upcoming episode with a speech-language pathologist, and I wonder, and I already did the interview, so I know I didn't <laughs> ask her the question, but I can follow <laughs> up with her on the question of just yeah. what at what age should kids be reading at such and such level? I know that's probably a little bit developmentally harder to benchmark than other times, but anyway. Yeah. And I
0: think it, it depends on the kid. Mm-hmm. If they're all going to hit different milestones at different times, and it, it's just like walking. You know, just because your child walks at 15 months and his friend walks at eight months doesn't mean your child's going to be any less good of a walker. You know, I think sometimes we just overanalyze and I should say I overanalyze.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. But Um, you have other big news going on
0: in your house. Yeah. We got a cat first, first pet (laughs) that the kids have ever had. So I don't know what, you know, we talked about this a while ago. It was Uh this summer, this summer from H-E-Double Hockey Sticks that we had. I decided we're not going to get a cat. We had decided we were going to get a cat this summer. But then, you know, once everything started happening with Paige and, you know, all the issues that we were having, we decided it was not the best time. So I, I just kind of put the cat idea to the side. I had all the cat stuff though. And I already purchased it all for her birthday, but I hadn't given it to her. Um, and so this weekend or a few weekends ago, I thought, no, we were talking and Paige said, can we get a, an animal? And I said, okay, like what? She said a fish. I said, Oh, well, that sounds great. A fish or sure. we'll get a fish. Then I started thinking. I don't want a fish. That is the last thing I want. Is to get a fish. It's going to die in a week. I had to buy a you know a fish tank and all that crap. I didn't want to have to do that. Then she said, "What about a, a gerbil or a hamster?" I said, "No, no." So then I started thinking, why not getting why not get a cat now? This is the perfect time to get a cat. Uh, you know everything's been going smooth, knock on wood, over here at our at our house and with the family and with the kids and we still have Terry coming in every once in a while and. I don't know. I just thought, why not get a cat? So we took the plunge. We got a cat. His name is Skittles. It is a boy, although we always call him a her because it just, I don't know why. It's just so much easier to say she. I don't know. (laughs) So it is a a male cat and he is just the best cat. So playful. He's three years old. His birthday is also in August, like Paige. So she loves that. He's just a really playful, fun, energetic, but also you know, doesn't take up all your time and energy and doesn't want your attention constantly like a dog. Right. Uh, Which I would love to get a dog once, you know, eventually. But at this point, having a cat, I think was the perfect solution to our never having a pet and uh, needing something that was somewhat easy, but also not, you know, a rodent. (laughs) I'm also allergic. I'm also allergic to cats, by the way. And I will tell you again, knock on wood, things have been going superb. I haven't sneezed once. It's Good. almost a small miracle, I will say. Uh, I did change allergy medicine, so maybe that helped. And we've been doing a lot of proactive, you know, making sure that we get all the cat hair off. She, he doesn't shed very much, which I think is helpful. But yeah, overall, things are really great. So I'll continue to follow up on how that's going. Where is he and sleeping? In, so he sleeps throughout the house. He hasn't he hasn't ventured into our... He's afraid of our our kitchen. Our kitchen is very open with a lot of... Uh, has a, There's a fan that's very high up. And also a lot of windows and light, for, and hardwood floors. So there is something about our kitchen that he does not like. He will not venture into the kitchen. So he's either sleeping on Cameron's bed, on Paige's bed, or in his little cat, like a little cat bed that we got for him. Uh, so or on or on the couch. We don't let him up in our room because again the allergies. I just and we have carpet up here, so I just figured it best if we don't let him up here. But yeah, either on the kids' bed, snuggled up with them, it's so cute, or on the couch. Yeah. All right. In other news, I signed up for the half marathon, the Columbus half marathon, which is crazy. I never in a million years thought I would do this, although I'll tell you right now, half marathon is as much as I will go. I will never do a marathon. I don't it's just not something that I that I feel like I I could do or would enjoy doing. I know I probably could do it. I wouldn't enjoy it. 13 miles, though, I think I can do. Uh, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. I'm going to have to definitely do some training. But it's not so much that I get I get overwhelmed and anxious about it. It's just the right amount where it will kind of push me this summer to do something uh, that I've never done before. And I think I consider it some bonding time with Nick because he's going to do it as well. So awesome. this is our sort of like together couples experience that we're going to do this summer. All right. Well, that's it for our catch up before we begin. just a quick favor to ask, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Review on reviews on iTunes are everything to us. And they really help us reach more people. So, of course, we'd appreciate it. All right. So I'm interviewing. Well, I'm not interviewing Nick, but today I'm talking with my husband, Nick. We decided to to kind of do this this episode together. Uh, So it was I'll just kind of give a little introduction to our, our Disney saga. It was back in late 2019 that we decided that we wanted to to take our kids to Disney, uh, Disney World, that is, in Florida. We knew we wanted to wait at least a year so that Cameron was four and Paige was six. So at the time when we decided that we wanted to go to, to Disney, the kids were a little bit younger than that. But we wanted them to be, you know, roughly four and six. We just heard that that was a good age. So we booked our trip for early April 2021. We snagged the travel agent and got to work planning our dream Disney vacation. And today I have, like I said, my husband, Nick, joining me to talk about all of our biggest and best tips if you, too, are hoping to book a Disney trip soon.
1: You said 2021,
0: but 2022. Tw- so, it, yes. And we'll talk about that. We did oh. book it for 2021, actually. Okay. And we did actually end up going in 2022. Not to be confused.
1: Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that that makes sense. I remember you guys rescheduling, uh, but I look forward along with our listeners hearing all about it. So let's hop into your interview or your conversation with with Nick on Disney. Here we go. All
0: right, everyone. This is Gina and I'm here with my husband, Nick. We are actually going to be talking to you a little bit about our Disney vacation, which we've been, or I've been talking about for a couple of years now. We actually booked or we started considering and booking the vacation back in 2019. That's when we really decided that we wanted to take our kids to Disney. Uh, we we kind of had an idea in mind for how old we wanted the kids to be when we went. So at the time when we booked the vacation, Cameron was uh, was three and Paige was five. So we were kind of hoping that they would be closer to four and six, which is why when we booked it, we thought we would go in 2021. Uh, so we booked it for April 2021. We snagged a travel agent and got to work planning, of course, our dream Disney vacation. And today, like I said, I'm joined by my husband Nick, and we're going to talk to you all about our biggest and best tips if you too are hoping to book a Disney trip soon or at least one day. Okay, right, so we're going to do our discussion questions. We're going to start with this one. Well, we had our our. Trip booked back in April 2021, but then what happened? Why did we decide not to go in 2021, Nick?
2: Well, COVID had continued to happen and got really bad um, and kind of made it impossible for us to guarantee that we were going to have a safe, fun trip. The rides would be open, the park would be open, the attractions would be open. We were just concerned that no matter what, we were going to miss out on an opportunity that we'd never be able to get back. And if we're going to plan this much and spend this much, then we wanted to make sure that we would get the full value out of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of things change. And and truthfully, that's not something that I am, I'm, I'm not familiar with how it was before COVID, but I do know one big thing, which we'll talk about soon is the meal plan. There was, there wasn't a meal plan, which I really wanted to do because I think that's a good way to save money. Uh, But we'll talk to you about about that in a little bit here. And then also, I think a big thing for me was I didn't really want to have to wear a mask. I've talked about how I loathe masks on this podcast before. Of course, I'm all for them and truly believe that they're helpful, but I don't like wearing them, especially outside. And I don't like being hot. I'm a cold weather person. I like hot weather, but I don't like the feeling of being hot, especially on my face. So the idea of being in Florida with a mask on in April just did not sound good to me. So we rebooked the trip for 2022, which is why we ended up going this year, February in 2022. Okay, so that's that. Glad we made that decision. Although, in case you're wondering, yes, we did still have to wear masks, but we went in February where it wasn't quite as humid and hot, which was nice. And we did not have to wear masks outside. So I think in 2021 they were still wearing masks outside. But we only had to wear them inside, which was completely fine with me. I had no issues with that whatsoever. Um, Okay, so let's chat travel agents. What do you think? Nick, you didn't really do much with our travel agent, but are you glad we used one?
2: Yeah, I guess because it made your job and life easier. So I would think that... In a situation like that where we're kind of flying blind, uh, having somebody who was as knowledgeable about the whole process Mm -hmm. um, made things much easier in the long run. uh, Yeah, I would say we'd do it again. Well, if if we were in that situation, yes, the the travel agent made a a big difference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The thing about using a travel agent is that they're generally free. They're making money off of whatever you're booking. So you don't necessarily have to pay them, which is kind of it's almost like why wouldn't you use one? So we use Erin Davis. If you're in Columbus, I I don't know if she does beyond Columbus. She probably does, actually. She probably works with people around the country. But she's from Cap City Travel, and I can put a link to her information uh, in the show notes. But that's just one of many Disney travel agents out there. I would certainly use a travel agent, a Disney travel agent, again and again and again. She booked everything for us. She gave us tips, strategies, I mean, we again, we were pretty much going in blind. We've both been to Disney World before, but never as parents, always as, you know, children with parents helping us. Uh, so we never had to do this. Having her was honestly quite a lifesaver. Uh, so, yes, I would definitely do that again. I would highly suggest that. All right. So what was our experience staying at a Disney resort? Which, by the way, we did stay at a Disney resort. What did you think overall? We... Do you remember which Disney resort we stayed at?
2: We stayed at the Caribbean Beach Resort next to the Riviera.
0: <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, it's written right here in the notes. Yes, we stayed at the Caribbean Beach Resort, which is one of the Disney resorts, meaning that we could get into the, the parks, uh, That that is Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and uh, the Animal Kingdom, an hour before they open, which... Sounds like a good thing. And, and honestly, it was. We actually didn't take advantage of that every single time. But still, it was kind of a nice perk to have being on the res- at the resort. We were also able to use the shuttles there, which was nice because the traffic to get into these parks was just crazy. So I, the idea, we, we considered maybe renting a car. Really glad we didn't do that. Uh, the shuttle just drove us straight to the entrance and dropped us right off and we were right in. It was actually Great. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, when we first got off the plane and got off the shuttle that brought us to the hotel when we first arrived there, what was our first opinion of the Caribbean Beach Resort overall?
2: Wasn't overwhelmed um, for the price we were paying. Um, wasn't overwhelmed. Um, now, once we got into our room, organized, unpacked, had everything squared away and were in our vacation, uh, I thought it was great. We were lucky. We had um, a spot in the middle of the Caribbean resort uh, right by the bridge. Um, and we were able to get back and forth from uh, the main part of, of the resort and uh, our room very easily. So I think we got lucky. We had a great spot. So yeah. I think all in all, it was the perfect room for us.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. We the So the resort's very spread out and we were with another family. And there, where they were staying, was quite a bit further from us, which was kind of kind of disappointing. Actually, if I had known that the the, the resort was so spread out, I probably would have requested a closer room. But that being said, overall, the Caribbean Beach Resort, which is a mid level resort, so just from what I know, there's the the least expensive types of resorts, and there's the mid range, and then the more expensive ones. And we chose a mid level uh, just because I I knew we wouldn't spend a whole lot of time there, but we'd spend enough time that I wanted to have. I don't know, just a nicer resort. I think if I, if we were to go there and not plan on spending any time there, have no resort days, I probably just would have done one of the cheaper ones or the, le- I should say, least expensive ones. But I'm, I'm glad that we ended up choosing this one because it was a decent price and it had all the amenities, a great pool. Actually, I think four different pools, but one main pool that was the one we stayed at it was heated, even when it was like 40 or 50 degrees one day. Uh, we were able to get in the pool. It was awesome. And of course, there was a giant hot tub as well. And it just was really perfect for us. They had some extra activities for the kids, painting, movies, things like that. So yes, I would highly recommend it. Also, we had access to the Skyliner, which brings you to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, as well as a shuttle, like I said, that runs, I think, every 25 minutes or 15 minutes to Disney Springs and Magic Kingdom. So that was awesome mm-hmm. uh so yeah that was i would i would say I, I highly recommend uh that resort if you need to choose one but again we have nothing else to, to base it on or to compare it to so yeah oh we were right next to the riviera which was built in 2020 in 2019 i think that's also one of the mid-range resorts i think next time our plan is to stay there because it was gorgeous and the ex- also the exit exact same location, which we liked how close Caribbean was to all the other, uh, all the other parks. And it had the same amenities as far as the shuttle and being close to the Skyliner. Okay. We travel with another family. Would we ever do that again? What do you think, Nick?
2: Yeah, I thought we were lucky. The family that we went with is, is a family we've traveled with before. Um, So I know, and we knew going in that, uh, As long as the kids got along, which they did, um, that we would be, we would be good. Um, Had a great time. Uh, So yeah, I I would say yes. Again, now... If we go back to Disney and we do a quick trip, like a three or four day trip, you know, maybe not. But uh, to go back and do a full week like we did. Yeah, I would I would go back with uh, with the couple. That was fun. Mm -hmm.
0: It was really nice. I've mentioned on the podcast a couple of times that sometimes our kids like to fight, which I'm sure is true with all siblings. But recently, I would say more more so we've had some issues with fighting and. When they had other kids to focus on, it was really helpful. So just to paint a picture, we did go with another family that has two other kids, almost the exact same age as ours. They're both boys, which I was kind of concerned about with Paige, but she I mean, she does great actually with other boys and got along with them fine and uh, actually kind of really enjoyed being the only girl, I think. And it was just really, really great. We all, we jived well, like Nick said. We've traveled with them before, so we knew that we would do well with them. We are also very timely. We like to be on time to everything and almost be early in some cases. And we knew that they're like that as well, which was really helpful. So I think that's a good thing to consider if you are considering traveling with another family. Is If you're a timely family, find someone else who likes to be on time as well. Or if you tend to be a little bit late, find someone else who kind of tends to be like that too. Uh, I think that that's really important to, to make note of because when you're going to Disney, you have to be very organized. So if, if you're organized and you go with someone who's not, uh, you're, you're not going to be okay with that. So just a little heads up there. Also, I want to mention on the app that you have to download now for, for Disney, you were able to link to other families. So we linked our app to them. So when we booked Rides for the day, for example, we were able to link to that to them. I will tell you, it made things a little bit more confusing. It didn't work for us. We ended up having to unlink from them because unless you're doing exactly to the T every single thing that other family is doing, it's pointless to link yourselves to um, on the app to the other family. Because we did do some different things every once in a while, just because you know that's just what happens. And uh, it was helpful when we ended up unlinking from them and. Kind of hard to explain why that is without actually using the app, but that's just a tip in in case you uh, are going with another family. Okay, so what about the food? Uh, Did we have a meal plan and what did we spend? Like I said, our plan was to have a meal plan, but because of COVID, I I believe it was COVID, they, they no longer do meal plans. I'm not sure if they're planning on bringing them back. My guess is that they will. I was hoping to have a meal plan so that we could maybe save some money so that we would know exactly how much money we're spending on food, but that didn't happen. But I do think that overall not having a meal plan just kind of helped us so we could kind of just eat whatever we wanted, which, you know, has pros and cons. It would have been nice to sort of have um, some limits as far as what we were able to eat because just the world was our oyster and we just... Every day it's like, where should we eat today? Well, we have a million options, you know, which is a little bit overwhelming. But overall, we were all foodies too, which I think made it a little bit more difficult because we could never decide what we wanted to eat. Uh, So I don't have any recommendation as far as should you get a meal plan or shouldn't you? Because I've never experienced having a meal plan at Disney, but we didn't have one. And I will tell you, we spent a total of about $1,700 on food. And I want you to keep in mind too that did include two full course prepaid sit down meals. We booked uh, a dinner at Cinderella's Castle. Uh, now that was just for me and Paige because then we went with two from the other family. So just that was just Paige and I, which ended up costing I think uh, about a hundred or about two hundred dollars. And then uh, the Beast Castle or be our guest, which I believe was also about eighty dollars per person. So the $1700 that was for 5 days by the way. We were there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we left Saturday morning. I don't know. I don't think $1700 is terrible and I want to also I want you to also keep in mind that we don't really drink. So that would be probably significantly greater if we were if we were drinkers. I think I we probably had a total of four alcoholic beverages that whole time. So keep that in mind as well. Uh oh, and I think that this money could have gotten out of hand easily if we hadn't had some ground rules about food with the kids and with ourselves really just as far as the money is concerned and just because like food is everywhere and it would just be so easy to just fill up on snacks especially when we already had restaurants and and um uh yeah menus kind of planned for the for the lunch and for dinner we didn't want to over overdo it on snacks so we did have to have some some rules in place for example we ate breakfast in our room And we were, we only allowed the kids one snack or extra per day. So for example, maybe they got a uh, chocolate dipped banana or ice cream. We got that dole, the dole whip stuff, which was by the way, good, but nothing to, (laughs) nothing to write home about or uh, a soft pretzel. So one of those per day. And then we ate breakfast at home. So I think that's kind of how we stayed within a a decent budget of $1,700 on food And we were still able to, you know, at least have an appetite when we went to our sit down meals. Oh, also we were able to order Instacart via Aldi to to get delivered to our, our hotel, which helped us be able to have snacks in our room late night uh, or, and breakfast in the morning. Anything that you want to add to that, Nick?
2: I was impressed with the food. I thought the food was great. Um, Despite the fact that some of our sit down meals So when you go to do a sit down prepaid meal, that's a, a three course meal, um, our food was phenomenal. You know, like you said, the, the be our guest meal, perfect example. Um, we were, you know, it was $85 per person and how much was it per kid? $65. Yeah. So 85 for us and we had filet and scallops and I mean, it was fantastic. Uh, it was 65 for the kids and they had mac and cheese and chicken tenders. Yeah. And it was so, pretty much
0: cracked mac and cheese.
2: Right. Yeah. So it, 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 I mean, it was good chicken tenders and good mac and cheese. Sure. But not $65 worth of chicken tenders and mac and cheese. So be wary of that. When you sit down to do a prepaid meal, that the, the kid stuff is still kid stuff. There's other places. But we're that,
0: there for the experience.
2: Well, sure. Yeah. The experience was great and the dessert was great, but, mm-hmm. um, in the long run, you're paying $65 for for chicken tenders and mac and cheese that at other parts of the park, you can get for $20. Mm -hmm. Same thing, same product. So, but all in all, I was impressed with the food. Um, There was lots of it, not very many terrible lines. Uh, The the variety of stuff at Epcot was phenomenal too. So yeah, I liked it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about Epcot here in a little bit because it's definitely different at Epcot when it comes to food, which we'll talk about in a little bit. All right, what about this Genie Plus again? We don't have any experience with the Fast Pass, which is what I believe they used to use, so we can't really talk about that. But I will tell you, we did pay for the extra Genie Plus, which I want to say is $25 extra per person per day. Uh, so do that math and you can figure out what you'd be paying. I will tell you, it is worth it. Uh, I realize that maybe not everyone can afford it, so. I'm just, I, I am aware of that. If you, if you're able to pay for that and maybe if you're, if you think you can't afford that and there's something else that you can take away in order to afford that, I Do would it. say I recommend it very much. There were a lot of big lines. There's really no slow time for Disney and we could have easily been waiting two hours, one and a half hours with our children. It would have, been, it just wouldn't have been fun. we, didn't even really ride that many rides, but not having to wait more than 30 minutes in a line. We didn't wait any, lo- any longer than 30 minutes ever. And oftentimes it was more like 15 or 20, which honestly made the vacation.
2: And every single one of those groups of families that were in line, sitting in line, all they were able to do with their children to keep them from not losing it was put them in front of an iPad.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, that's what we would have done. Absolutely. of course, Also, they had each other to play with, which is another bonus going with another family is, you know, it was either iPad or phone time or here, play with each other, which was kind of nice having the other kids around. But we didn't really have to do that much. When we were in the restaurants, we did, but there were no lines. Uh, So if you were able to pay that extra money or if you can think of something else to get rid of in your vacation so you can pay for that, I would highly suggest that. It was honestly what made the trip. Also... The Genie Plus line does not give you access to all rides. Some of the big rides, for example, our two favorite rides at Epcot. What was that? It was called Genie Plus. Mm Nick was saying it wasn't called Genie Plus, but it it was. There's a key of Lightning Lane. then there's an extra called the Lightning Lane. The Lightning Lane, you would also, it's for the big (laughs) rides. So for example, um, what was the, uh, this is Space, Space Mountain? Space Mountain. Yeah, the dark roller coaster, which was really scary. We had to pay an extra. $10 $10 to get on that and not have to wait in line, which again, we probably ended up spending about $100 extra to go on these big ticket rides and get on their, them early. Also the Elsa Frozen ride at Epcot and the Ratatouille ride at Epcot, which are the two best rides within Disney by far, in my opinion. So we probably ended up spending about an extra $100, which again, if there's something you can you can take away from your trip or just save that extra $100 before your trip, so you can do that. Highly, highly suggest that. I won't go into how the Genie Plus works. I will just tell you that you kind of have to be on your phone all day long to book these rides. It sounds a little bit confusing at first, but once you do it like for one day, you'll have it figured out and it's super, super easy. Just a little bit of a nuisance. You have to wake up at seven o'clock, book your first ride, and then after you ride that ride, book your next one. So you're just staring at your phone all day, which is kind of annoying. I, I hate that, but... It was worth it, truth, truly, okay, so what was your favorite park, and why, Nick?
2: My favorite park was Epcot for sure uh the rides at Epcot i think were were probably close to the best, if not the second best, uh but the food was and the ease to get around the park i mean it, it was very easy to navigate um and Getting in and out of the kiosks for the food was really easy. The food was phenomenal. Um, being, you know, with a chef and with a group of foodies, uh, you know, it it definitely made a, it made it it made the park much better for sure for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. We kind of did. I wouldn't say it was the wrong thing, but we did book a lunch slash dinner at a really good restaurant in Epcot. San Angelina, I want to say, oh, it was delicious. I almost wish we wouldn't have booked any restaurant there because there's, you know, the, all the different countries and they have all different types of food. We could have just made a whole day of going and trying different e- foods, each kiosk, yeah. yeah, yeah, all around the world, which we did try some. But that's if we did it again, we probably would have done that. I did also like Epcot; it was my favorite. It wasn't as crowded as all the other parks. The food was great, and honestly, I felt like the rides were the best. I told you, I it, the Frozen Ever After ride was just amazing. The Ratatouille ride, which is in France, obviously, and I think is the newest ride there was, I I could have just ridden it all day. Soren, which was, has been there for a long time, which was super, super scary, but amazing. We loved Epcot and I think the kids did too. So definitely that was our favorite. And here's the thing. We weren't even going to go to Epcot. We were going to make Epcot a half day or not go at all. But because everyone kept saying the kids might not like it, wrong. I would totally disagree with that go to Epcot. You will not regret it. Okay. So what if it rains? Here's the thing. I, I I have this fear of rain at, at parks because, um, amusement parks, because I always think of when we, whenever we go to Cedar Point or Kings Island here in Ohio, they pretty much close the park down when it rains. And if it rains, oftentimes it doesn't stop. Here's the thing. One of our days in Florida, it did rain for a good portion of our day. It was our first day at Disney but here's the thing at Disney, they don't really close anything down. The vast majority of the rides are indoors. So it didn't really affect our day at Disney. What it did do was completely demolish the, you know, the group, the, the crowds. Uh, so very few people stayed when it started raining because it was, I would say it wasn't a downpour, but it wasn't a sprinkle either. It was kind of, it was a steady rain. And that the rides kept going. We still kept having fun. Uh, and and it just I would say the crowds diminished, which was kind of a definitely a positive. Just some tips for planning for rain: bring extra socks because our our feet were just soaking wet. Bring some good shoes that would wor- that work well in rain. I mean, I hate walking around in wet socks with wet shoes. It's my least favorite thing ever. Bring ponchos because the ponchos that you have to buy there are super expensive. Just buy like fifteen dollar ones at Walmart. They have Disney ones. Just do it now. And also get a stroller cover. It was nice because our rental stroller came with a cover. It was key because then the kids could get in and be completely covered and stay dry. It was nice. Okay, just to end, just some random tips that we have. I want to start with get a stroller. We, You know, Cameron now is five and Paige is seven. And I thought to myself, do they need a stroller? They. When was the last time we pushed them in a stroller? But I'm so glad we got a stroller. I think I probably would have gotten it even if Paige was 10 and Cameron was 8. I mean, I I, I don't know what the age would have been that I would have said no to a stroller, but I'm very thankful that we got one. Because, you know, worst comes to worst, they don't ride in the stroller, and we just put our stuff in there. Uh, so it, it was not a bad idea to have it at all. And I will tell you, for a, what do you think? I would say about at least 50% of the time they rode in that stroller.
2: I would agree, yeah. And keeping stuff in it and keeping drinks in it and yeah i mean i i would think that having one of those up until they're almost teenagers would have been <laughs> seriously
0: yeah i mean i'm i, I kind of agree. uh so I, we did get a double stroller and we got our stroller from kingdom strollers which we did love the stroller we love that it came with the, with the cover for the rain the only thing that was kind of annoying correct me if i'm wrong nick was that we had to pick it up at a specific time at our hotel
2: Yeah. And drop it off at a specific time. but it wasn't that big of a deal. The biggest issue was it came with flat tires. We had to have. Oh, that's
0: right. Check the tires before you let them leave because the guy had already left. And I noticed that the tires weren't, they weren't flat, but they certainly weren't blown up and it would have been hard to push around the park. So thankfully we were able to um, pump them up with a a tire pump that we, they had at the hotel. But yes, I do recommend Kingdom Strollers. It's just you do have to pick, pick it up at your hotel at a specific time and then drop it off at a specific time, which is kind of a nuisance, but maybe they all do that. I'm not sure. Bring water bottles with you unless you want to constantly bring or buy your kids drinks. We just had their water bottles from school. And then we also brought flavor packets, for example, of uh, pink lemonade to make it more quote unquote fun. <laughs> pack lots of snacks. I honestly think that we went through all of our snacks. I usually pack snacks on trips all the time, which I feel like we barely eat. But on this trip, we definitely did. We had snacks with us at all times, especially because I made that rule that we could only buy one extra snack or something for food per day. So once they'd already bought something, then they were more likely to dive into the snacks that I packed, which was helpful. Uh, We did give our kids an extra daily or a daily extras budget. And I'm talking not about food, but toys. So they had a $25 gift card that they could spend every day that we were at the park. So we went to a park four days. Doesn't sound right. Four days. Yeah, four days. I don't know. I was When we first booked it, it was three days. But yeah, we changed it to four. And so they got a $25 gift card each of those days or a total of $100. And which we also got for gifts, by the way, we had two years to plan this. So we had people giving us gift cards and, and we were also buying gift cards for that past two years. Uh, For example, the grocery store here, giant Eagle, you know, you get gas points and things like that when you buy gift cards. So we were certainly stocking up on gift cards. Um, But we, they, they knew they had that to spend every day. And actually what they did, because the toys at the resorts are kind of lame, the best place to get toys is at Disney Springs. There's a giant toy store. So Paige, for example, saved hers and then bought a couple big things at the toy store at Disney Springs on the last day. But that kind of prevented the gimmies because they knew what they had. They knew what they could spend. Once it was spent, it was they were done.
2: And they have all the same stuff there. All the same stuff that is after every ride, before every ride, in and around every ride. There's merchandise it's yeah. everywhere. It's, it's unbelievable. So no matter what they get to see it. And then at the end, they know exactly what they want because they've seen it through all the parks. And then at the end, they get what they want. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go to Disney Springs and they can get what they want. And then lastly, I want to say, we did have a car service uh, who picked us up at the airport and then drove us back. So just one person, with a large SUV, <clears throat> two car seats. He met us at the airport when we got off the plane. Doing the bus driving. Okay, that is true. Nick is making a good point. They used to have a, a shuttle. that would pick you up at the airport through Disney um, resorts. They do not do that anymore. So you have to find your own ride to and from the airport. We loved our car service. They did a great job. They picked us up at our hotel and at the airport. The car was perfect. I will put a link to... I think it's Florida Magical Tours. I'll put a link to that in our show notes. Woo! Okay. Is there anything else that you can think of, Nick, that we should tell people if they're planning a Disney trip? No. <laughs> okay. I think that is it. So, obviously, after this, after you listen to this, you know, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or uh, via our email, podcast at gmail.com. And I'm happy to answer any other questions that you have. I am not a pro. That is for sure. Hire one. You'll find some great ones out there. But if you have just recommendations or tips, just for kind of how how Disney runs now during COVID, the things with the Genie Plus versus the Fast Pass, ha- not having a meal plan, and or if you want to say the Caribbean Beach Resort, and you have a question about that, or just traveling to Disney with a five and seven year old, I'm happy to answer those questions. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much, and, and good luck with your travels. Okay, mom
1: wins. Favorite new products or recipes? What do you got, Nicole? All right, before all the the warm weather is here, willing it our way, uh, a bit of comfort food with a, def- I mean, super healthy comfort food. I would say, um, mm-hmm. it is a chicken pot pie wild rice recipe. And I saw it on Pinterest and it looked really good. And then I'm reading the ingredient list. And it was one of those where I was like, okay, like these are super basic ingredients, wild rice, peas, carrots, chicken. I mean, a little bit of half and half and Parmesan cheese. I was like, there's nothing like wow here. But I'm reading the reviews and they're pretty wow. So we gave it a shot. And other than increasing the Parmesan cheese to a full cup, I followed the recipe to a tee. And it is so Good. I don't. Wild rice is not a staple in our house, but man, it should be. It is so flavorful, Uh just like nutty and rich and good texture. And oh man, it was delicious. And because it is obviously a whole grain, it does take quite a while to cook wild rice. So what I did was I made it the evening, like over the weekend, which was yeah, the evening before, and then I just refrigerated it for a quick weeknight meal. So then it was like twenty twenty five minutes. Okay. So. Now is. Was it actually in a pie crust? No, nope, nope, nope. Oh. So it's like, it's like a, it's not a, Mark's like, that name is misleading. I'm like, okay, use your imagination. So it has all the pot pie ingredients, crust as the exception probably, uh, but it is gluten free. So it has the rice really in place of the crust, but it's very heavy on the rice. I also increase the chicken just a bit too, but no, it's really like an all in one, meal like that's made in a skillet a large I am
0: going to send this to myself right now because it looks delicious and print it because I'm making that for sure
1: so good yeah definitely
0: misleading with the price or with the with the name uh I remember I used to work at a restaurant and we had something called the shepherd's pot pie and it did not come in a pie crust and people would get so mad when I brought it to them this isn't a pot pie (laughs) every single time So I learned to start telling people before they ordered it, just so you know, this does not come in a pie crust. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Arguably, that's the best part of the pot pie. Right. Right. This is really good. And I used like a box shredder for my carrots. So I did like a fine grate on the carrots. Oh, it's just so good. I don't know. Enjoy.
0: All right. So. Nick and I talked about the chocolate-dipped frozen bananas that we had at Disney, or we mentioned it. It was one of the kids' favorite snacks at, at the Disney park. It's essentially the easiest thing. It's just a banana that's frozen, dipped in chocolate with peanuts. And I thought, I have to find a recipe. I mean, I could probably figure it out on my own without a recipe, but I just needed that recipe to kind of guide me a little bit better. For example, if I were to do this on my own, I would have just taken regular bananas, fresh, not frozen, dipped them in chocolate, rolled them in nuts and then frozen up, froze them. But the recipe I found is actually you free. So you cut the banana in half. You put a popsicle stick in it. You freeze them for overnight. Then when they're frozen, you dip them in melted chocolate and roll them in uh, chopped peanuts. And then you can either eat them right away or put them back in the freezer. Both of my kids looked at these and they were like, eh, not too excited about them. But they ate every last one with the help of me, of course. Uh, so those were a huge hit. We'll probably make them again this summer. Cool. yeah. All right. Well, coming up on April 10th, we will be dishing out another Q&A episode. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone. Until next time, be well. And Nicole, talk to you soon. Take care, Gina.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.